0: Oh, welcome to the show this is the host's Jeff. I forgot things. I'm trying to cut out my my filler words like uh and so because those don't edit out of a podcast easily. But what does edit out of a podcast easily is silence. So instead of saying uh or so uh, or other filler words like that, I'm just going to not say anything, which is probably going to be very weird. I'm not saying that for the audience's benefit, but for the benefit of my guest who is returning to the show uh after did it didn't um there you'll have heard him four episodes ago uh, nearly nearly a full month no more than that hold on (laughs) let me look you'll have heard him eight episodes ago about two months man and uh
1: in the future
0: yep we just recorded actually the episode that you last heard him on yesterday so please (laughs) welcome to the show nick wood hello glad to be here We're talking about an oft-requested and long-delayed game. It's available on Steam. It's an indie game by... What is the developer name? Daniel Mullins Games. And the name of that game is Pony Island.
1: It sure is.
0: So, Pony Island is, let's say, according—let's just go straight off the Wikipedia here. Pony Island is a video game developed and published by Daniel Mullins. As a metafictional game, the game has the player interact with what appears to be an old arcade cabinet game called Pony Island. The player soon discovers the game is corrupted by a demonic being, which is trying to claim the player's soul for itself. The player is aided by the soul of a previous player, who helps the player access Pony Island's internal programming to get around the traps left by Satan and save their soul. So, there is, there's sort of, two meta layers here. Mm -hmm. There's the first meta... The the first layer is just the video game Pony Island. And then there's a meta layer where you're actually controlling the person playing Pony Island. And I'm just... I want to give us all this scaffolding before we talk about the actual experience of playing the game. Yeah. Just so that it makes a little more sense, because when you're playing it it could be a little confusing. Your character that you're controlling, who is playing the Pony Island cabinet... Is uh, a crusader who died in 1252, I believe, was the exact year. Correct. Yep. And who whose whose soul is in this purgatory arcade? His name and, is
1: Theodore too. Th-
0: right. His <laughs> name is the- His name is Theodore. I did get that. I got 100 percent achievements. Oh, did you? So that yeah, so I could make sure to know all the information.
1: I cheated and watched YouTube videos,
0: <laughs> but I did <laughs> play a lot of it. I played it twice. The only um the only place I had to cheat. Was the the one the like final? You know the butterfly puzzles in the like yeah. new newer looking Pony Island. The last one of those was really hard, and I had to look up how With to do the
1: that. splitting one, where yep. you have to like split it three times or something. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, the there. other oh, I also had to look up how to get all the tickets because uh, mm-hmm. I I got like five on my playthrough.
1: Really, I think I got nine.
0: Yeah, it's hard. So uh, let, I, that's. Oh, then the other meta layer is there's a character who knows that you 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 the actual player is playing a game and would like for that game to have, you know, certain features, including mm-hmm. a conclusion and a satisfying ending. Yeah. And if you do well enough you get oh, sorry, a secret <laughs> ending that does this. Uh, so the development of this game, well, we can talk about that after, but mm-hmm. let's uh, Nick, please t- please tell me about sort of the narrative experience of actually playing the video game Pony Island that we played and not the one that Theodore plays in the game Pony sure.
1: Island. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a clear distinction. There's like, I think it's important also to set up that there's three kind of gameplay mechanics that we'll be going through. One of them's like a a runner style game where you just run and you jump over things eventually you unlock a laser and stuff but i'll get to that the other one is a puzzle mechanic which is where you're it's supposed to be like you're hacking the game that theodore's playing this is gonna get really confusing but you're like hacking it and the the entity inside the game gets really mad about it um and then the the third mechanic is you're just navigating menus and going through portals and stuff Um, so the game itself is pretty straightforward, hopefully I'll do a good job guiding us through this. But you you start off, when you start up the game, I don't know if this is worth talking about, but it kind of adds to the experience. When you first fire it up, it has this, like, really cheery uh, menu, and it's really colorful, and it's got this cheery music, and it's like David Mullen's games. Um, yeah. And then as soon as you hit start, this, like, two-bit graphic of a star forming shows up on the screen, um, really pixelated, and um, the sides of the arcade cabinets sort of come in, so you realize you're playing this really crappy game. Um, the whole thing fires up and you get this crappy little menu that says like play game options and credits When you try to go to play the game it doesn't let you um, So this is where the puzzle mechanics start to, to come into play You have to go into the options menu and as you start clicking on stuff They start like breaking down like you click the back button and It falls down to the bottom of the screen You have to like drag it back up so you can use it um, But one of the options in there is fix start menu So you fix the start menu and it lets you play Pony Island um, and it starts loading. It takes a while. And as it's loading, the first evil um, entity, personality, uh, I don't want to reveal too much yet, starts talking to you. He's like, you just had to go and fix it. It's like, I tested yeah. this a thousand times. It worked perfectly. Why did you have to go and fix it? Um, but then the game starts, and it's the runner. Yeah,
0: the, the graphical style is sort of a throwback to... Not Atari, but like black and white games like Pong. Yes. What it evoked for me was a game I played in kindergarten that I don't even know the name of. It was like on the computers in the classroom, like the Apple II's. Where- <laughs> I, I don't even know what kind of computer because uh, I have a very bad memory except for this <laughs> one specific detail it was you, your car was represented by a small rectangle and the boundaries of the course were also represented by a rectangle and you would have to move left and right to keep up with the curves of the course and avoid other cars yeah and that is what this sort of evoked it's a little more elaborate and has modern effects that sort of make it look glitchy and stuff so yeah
1: yeah it it's, it's supposed to look like it's all pixelated, and you're the pony, he's white, everything is white, and the background's kind of gray and pixelated. Um,
0: but that's you the- go through, what, two two runner courses? And yes. then after each one, it, it is filling up an experience meter. And it just and keeps giving going. You like all, yeah, it keeps giving you all these uh, congratulations messages like you're doing really well.
1: Yeah. And then after you beat the second stage, um, it says that you need to uh, insert your soul in order to continue. Or pay your soul in order to continue. So you don't want to give up your soul because you're a human being. Um, so, you hack into a portal that's that, like, pops up. Um, yeah, there's,
0: like, a little glitched red and green or red and blue uh, hole that appears, and when you click on it, it leads you into another hacking puzzle.
1: Yeah, it's like the um, the butterfly stuff. I guess I'll refer to it as the butterfly puzzles. But you, you hack the game into bypassing the paywall, and that actually crashes the game. And when you, when you crash the game, it takes you to like an operating system and mm-hmm. Uh, backdrop and there's like yeah, this... like,
0: oh, like OS 7 style where it's not even in color or anything
1: yeah it's like incredibly old like right after DOS got a desktop feature <laughs> um, but there's like a messenger program you open that up and there's this character talking to you um, whose name is helpless soul he like asks you your name and stuff and um, he's telling you that you can everyone's trapped in here he's trapped you're trapped but if you delete these three core files you'll be free and each one that you delete makes um, the evil entity weaker and meanwhile this other uh, message pops up and it's like angrily messaging you and at first I didn't have the energy to parse what the username was the The friendly person's name was helpless or hopeless soul the evil person yeah, that,
0: with, with a couple letters replaced by numbers yeah
1: that one was easy to parse but the second one is Lucifer which is I was just too lazy to parse it but it's clear later yeah, in the game yeah it's
0: spelled it's spelled very weird
1: very elite speaky um, yeah. but he's like who you're talking to, um, and he's getting really angry and asking if the game just wasn't fun enough and why you won't just play the game. And um, eventually, he takes over your your con- computer, shuts down the other chat window, uh, takes over your mouse, and um, he's like, "Say yes, master," and then anything you try to type it comes out as yes master um so to get around uh well he forces you back to to play the game and to make it harder he's introduced these like little flying demons that um will like circle around you then come into you and kill you and you can't get around it um until you go through another one of those red and blue portals you hack the game and you unlock lasers and you shoot lasers out of your mouth which is kind of cool but this
0: yeah you have to um i think you have to like go through the menus through into like the adventure you oh, destroy the options menu and create the advanced options menu out of the pieces of it. Yeah. So and when you go in there, it eventually lets you turn on pony lasers.
1: It's kind of a, a brilliant... um game design because at the very beginning like i said the back when you click the back button it falls to the bottom you have to click and drag it back out to make it work well if you click all of the menu options they fall to the bottom of the screen you have to click up the words advanced and options and then it creates a new um menu button for you and then you can go and unlock those lasers yeah
0: um Uh, there's there's also uh it's couple details that i think are relevant the copyright date uh for the game pony island that theodore is playing is 1992 by system tech incorporated oh good i think i think on this second boot up you can see that it says satan behind it in a different color instead of system Yeah, it's like
1: kind of bluish it's hard to read eventually when you start booting it up it just strictly says satan tech Um, yeah
0: and then oh you're also occasionally finding like arcade tickets places yeah that's what we're talking about here Here, yeah, you'll hear a printout, and then a hand will float up to the left side of the screen, holding a little Pony Island ticket. With some <laughs> yeah. binary text on it: zero one one zero one zero one. Let's let's. I'm gonna look yeah. that
1: up. I'll keep going while you look that up. Um, but he, uh, you unlock the lasers, you start killing the guys, and you, um, let's see, where am I in my notes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have another option. I think this is at the point where, um, there if you go to the credits menu it asks you for password Um, and once you get to the advanced options um, like you can get some tickets there but there's uh, a password menu option like password something I don't remember what it says but it it gives you the password to that other menu which is Mm -hmm. Baphomet which I had googled and that is
0: it's a a demon it's the standard demon that the church of Satan is always trying to put up in Mm -hmm. public places to counteract when people are trying to put up like the Ten Commandments or in Nativity or whatever. Yeah. And this so, like, is... Like, headed one on the throne.
1: Yeah. So, uh, all the demons that show up are, like, versions of Satan. But Baphomet, I think, is important because um, back in the Crusades, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is um, what the Knights Templar were accused of worshipping. Like, this evil mm, demon I guy. I know. <laughs> but, um, all of these things are related to the Knights Templar and the, the Crusades and stuff. Which I thought was funny, because I was watching a walkthrough and someone was, like, given all of these clues... It explicitly they were like getting all the tickets and all the clues and stuff like this doesn't make any sense i was like it makes a lot of sense like clearly you're you were killed in the crusades and anyway um so you if you go into that menu he shows you like this blurry cathedral stained glass window and then he says that he'll answer one of three questions um and those are who was i when did i die and who killed me um and later in the game there's two other opportunities within the game where you can ask these um but the three that can be answered now who was i he tells you you're theodore and you left behind a mother and a daughter um, when you ask when did I die it was 1252 like Jeff said and then who killed me um, is Abu Ali Kindi, who served his country well um, so we're already kind of getting pieces of the puzzle here
0: yeah but you can only get one of those answered at that point and Correct. Then I I don't know if it's if this one is random but I know the other two are random where it randomizes between like five different questions that yeah.
1: you can ask but it will never give you ones you've already answered so you'll at least have one new one and possible a second new one yeah but uh back to the laser thing so once you unlock the laser you go back into the game you complete two levels and the the machine breaks down this time and the person that you were chatting before hopeless soul um says that they got in and all you need to do is delete the demon file spelled d-a-e-m-o-n daemon um, which is a core file, and it's named Azazel. Azazel. Az- Azazel. How do you pronounce
0: that? I, I, I've always pronounced it as Azazel. Okay. Um, uh, well, I I know that this is a demon who in is, is popular uh, in Bible-based things. In mm-hmm. the continuity of Marvel Comics, he is Nightcrawler's father.
1: Really? God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. He's um, in Christianity anyway. He's one of the names of the fallen angel, which could also be like. Satan or uh, yep. pick your poison um, but he's the core file that's the name of the core file he wakes up and uh, he puts the trash bin behind a cage so you have to kind of trick him using the hacking menu to um, removing these locks around the cage and once you do that you can finally delete him um, so when you do that the game shuts down takes you to another like login screen and there's logins for Lucifer, a corrupted file, hopeless soul and guest and I believe the only one we can get into without a password is the guest um,
0: yeah, you account. get into the guest file and then Hopeless Soul um, tells you their password to get you into their account. Mm-hmm. But if you go to, if you have already played and you know Hopeless Soul's password, you can just enter it in right away. Oh, good. That's kind of And cool. Hopeless Soul is there, uh, like on the little icon for, for it is floating on the screen and you get immediately into a portal that goes to the boss. Oh, okay. So it like bypasses all of this stuff. Yeah, bypasses a, b- a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's that boss that is in the runner style where you're shooting the like three symbols on its head.
1: Yeah, I was having trouble with that one because I'm, I'm using an arc mouse and it wasn't conducive to right-clicking and left-clicking at the same time. But mm. once you get into his profile, um, there's one thing we learned is that he was using a program uh, called... I don't have it here, but he's using some program to make these portals. So um, he's been the nice guy leaving these portals around for you everywhere. And then he tells us to find a pony ponyisland.exe um, using the corrupt profile. Um, and then if we can get into the right file, then he can make a portal in there to the second core file. Um, yeah. So... Where do we go from here? We, uh... Is this where we get into
0: the, like, the Mario-style world? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's Act 3, right? Uh... Is it? Well, I know that we we can get into (laughs) Lucifer's file. It's... Yeah, you can get... Oh, right, you, um... You get Lucifer's password, which is ponies. Yeah, appropriately uh, not. Oh, this is, yeah. So, this
1: is um, when you get adventure mode. And this is kind of. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: You skip adventure mode if you just enter a hopeless soul's password before. Got it. That's a uh, lot. That's a lot to skip. Yeah. Adventure
1: Adventure mode is like there's an overworld, like Mario 3. And when you go to levels, it's just the regular runner levels. Um, Yeah.
0: This one is pretty elaborate. Mm -hmm. I did not like having to play, to replay this for the tickets but i ended up having to because <laughs> yeah. i didn't have the guide open you have to but go you, uh, there's a you lot go of through levels a bunch of levels yeah. there's a secret here that lets you turn into a little crusade knight on the overworld map which oh, is a i didn't get that. Clue, clue to your true identity yeah when you go get the coin in that level to the left of the lake you then take that back to a, a hidden path very close to the beginning and you get on a boat and when you come back from the boat you're a little knight
1: god I was wondering what that coin was now I know yeah
0: um Mm -hmm.
1: so also in this world uh you unlock wings so the like you can click and hold it and you'll float down slowly um there's a cave of truths that is like the baphomet password thing where um it shows you a picture of I think it's a castle right a blurry picture Mm. of a castle yeah um and then it it'll allow you to ask one of the three questions again um I think the only one that I didn't answer before was, where did I die? And he says... Uh,
0: Far, far from home or something like that.
1: Oh, I thought... Well, the guide I said was at the foot of Jerusalem's wall and then...
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: There's another... I thought there was a oh you, that one point you can also ask like how did you get here and he says that your soul is damned that's why you're here yeah um, so that's all those um so eventually you get to like Satan text yeah Satan text keep and uh, he starts to like panic because he's like oh I'm out of levels just sit and relax while I'm making more levels and then you don't sit and relax and he starts panicking f- yeah
0: uh, is this where you fight Asmodeus? uh or is that that this the is last one Beelzebub. okay because there is a secret here. After the map turns upside down and you're glitched, you can go find a demon called Booer.exe, B-U-E-R and when you unlock him, he says that he used to be one of the core file guardians but that Asmodeus kicked him out. And then when you are facing Asmodeus you can type in Booer to get a little extra line of dialogue. Oh, really? It doesn't really uh, affect anything, but it's a It's a nice
1: little touch. It's like one of those things that I think is missing in a lot of games these Days where it's just like little details that you get to tell your friends on the proverbial yeah. playground and just be like, oh, that's really cool. I got to do that now. Um,
0: yep. And then you you do uh Beelzebub, and uh, he's that. This is a runner fight. This is probably the hardest of the fights. Yes,
1: absolutely. It's a runner, and you have to like fight off these spikes he's throwing at you, and jump over spikes he hits on the ground, and also shoot these three points on his face. Um,
0: once you and if if you um if you get hit, the the parts of the body regrow, yes. so that's yeah. annoying.
1: Which is, I mean, that's um, how the rest of the game works, if you hit any of the gates, you have to start all over on the level. Um, yeah,
0: but I think the I think the damage you do doesn't heal all the way to, like... Oh, not all the way I, full? I, I, I don't think so, because it didn't seem like he was as hardy as initial after <laughs> deaths. <laughs> yeah. The final boss, the secret final boss, you, when you get hit, he just regains some
1: health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that on the playthrough I watched But once you Once you defeat Beelzebub You delete his core file And then the room Actually fills up With poison gas And you wake up To the cheery music That you hear When you first boot up The game And you're Like on this Checkered floor You stand up And it looks like An arcade So you kind of get To take a look back From the arcade cabinet You've been standing At this whole time Yeah. Um, it's a. I think it's a new machine too that you walk up to, or maybe I just didn't remember the screen correctly. Um, uh, no, I think it's the same oh, one. Okay. Uh, but when you walk up to it, it's the sparkly new game. It's really colorful, still pixelated, um,
0: but yeah, but more more like uh, early Super Nintendo. Yes.
1: Yeah. Like super vibrant colors. Um, more pixels. The text is bubbly. Um, so eventually you you play through and you um every level ends i don't know if we said this but every level ends at a flagpole i think it's on the second one like normal you just kind of walk right through the flagpole and uh the mascot's kind of like oh that wasn't supposed to happen it's time for a puzzle break and it goes into the coding or the hacking interface except it's all um sparkly with the butterfly gooey you're
0: trying to get a butterfly to go home (laughs) instead of getting instead of getting a little key icon to the end of the code
1: yeah the other funny thing, too, is all the um, the enemies that would show up before were, like, these V-shaped demons, and now they're butterflies that you have to blow away so they don't tickle you instead of lasering yeah, you, them with your mouth laser.
0: Um, yeah, you just, like, blow a breath out, yeah. and you don't kill them, they just, like, fly away.
1: Yeah, and they go, wee!
0: Um... So, uh, we... The butterfly puzzle introduces uh, at least one new element. I don't know, were the portals new to the butterfly part? Um, I don't think they were. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. It introduces this cloning sign. Instead of, uh, instead of, like, segments of code, like, symbols that represent code, there's these little signs that you (laughs) place in the grassy field, and one of them is a splitter that creates a copy of your butterfly when it crosses it.
1: Yeah, so you have to like, push that, buttons and uh, get through yeah. gates and stuff.
0: That gets a little brainy and complex. Yeah, there's parts <laughs> where you have to have a one butterfly push a button while another goes through a gate, because the gate is only open while something is on the button. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it it gets really complex. Then there's the th- uh, third, I think. Yeah, this is the third and final Baphomet password thing. Yeah,
1: so when we and get there... Is this the
0: part where you get an, a vision of a knight?
1: Uh, yes, that's correct. So you see a, a- a man sitting on a horse and he's in crusader garb it's blurry but you can still make it out pretty easily um once you uh like so the game starts breaking down and i think the the hopeless soul shows up again and tells you you've been sleeping for 331 years um and
0: right yeah there's a oh, there was a sign on like scribbled on the desktop that said 331 plus 335 which of course equals 666
1: oh uh, yeah um, so I forget how we get here but there's like another account that you get into I think the game just breaks down again and we we get into another like profile where there's files and stuff and this time um, we get to play hopeless soul tells us to go through the pony island files and find one that's easily hackable for him so you're going through like a 3d pony island which is the same game you're jumping over gates but it's like you think they're, they're coming toward you as from a first person perspective it's kind of funny
0: yeah it's a funny joke but that uh level is challenging enough <laughs> yeah. and long enough that it was really frustrating to get
1: i know hit. uh what well, the other um game, there's a text adventure. That's pretty funny. It just takes forever to get through. It's like a gate approaches. What do you do? Jump, do nothing, or shoot laser?
0: Yeah, this is a place where you can get one of the tickets Mm -hmm. because... Well, the first ticket you can get is in the options menu. There's a button that says "free ticket," and yes. you can repeat that in the text adventure recreation yeah. because there is an option on that options menu that says "free ticket," which is fun. I like that. <laughs>
1: this game is just layers on top of layers. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it's in the text adventure. You go inside, and there's Asmodeus. Hope I'm saying that right. Um,
0: yeah, that sounds right this- to me.
1: As Asmodeus? I don't know. Um,
0: I don't know. I I would go with As. That's fine.
1: Yeah, he he's the last core file, and he says that he's gonna play a game with you that he's never lost. And all you have to do is not look away from him and answer all of his questions correctly. And this is yeah. kind of a, an interesting part of the, the game because like, um, the game takes a friend name from your friends list and like it looks like the Steam interface is popping up. Um,
0: yeah, that really threw me for a second. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. it, he tells you don't look away from him and then just tries to distract you into looking away from him.
1: Yeah, and if you do, you, like you lose and he kills you. You have to start the whole boss fight over. Eventually, it, like starts yeah. making... Facebook message noises too like repeatedly Um, yeah so you you can't like click off or tab away or anything Um, and then there's also like little like words that appear for just a little bit that you have to remember so you can type them in and answer his questions
0: yeah one of them is remember this which replaces his name right below his icon Mm -hmm. Um, once you get through that you you get to delete the last core
1: file and when you do that the the operating system reboots in recovery mode and hopeless soul pops up one last time and asks you to dump the system files I shouldn't say one last time, there's one more Appearance of him um, And he says you're gonna have to like outrun the the Dump, so as you um, You do this, it sets all of the Trapped souls free and you do one final Run, um, but then Lucifer f- shows up and he's like shooting Lasers at all of the other ponies that are Escaping with you um, And as if you die, you, like another pony Just takes your place and there's like a counter Of lost souls up at the top to make you feel Really guilty, um but as you get close to the end of the, the the system files getting dumped, the game just, like, starts messing up more um, until, like, the ponies all jump onto Lucifer and start tearing him apart. And the ponies turn into souls and float away. Um, and then yeah. you, you finally wake up and you're outside of a blurry castle just to kind of tie everything together. And then the credits roll.
0: Yep. Uh, if you got every ticket, though, mm-hmm. you get a secret ending. Yeah. Where, uh, well, it's...
1: Well, there's I a non-secret the ending. ending. Yeah,
0: the the ending, Hopeless Soul shows up and is like, you have to delete the game now mm-hmm. because that's the only way you can free us from being trapped in it is by deleting the game files from your computer. And mm-hmm. he's talking directly to you, the player, no longer to Theodore.
1: Theodore, yeah. Um, but what happens if you get all the tickets? Because I only watched a bit of a video of this.
0: Okay, so if you get all of the tickets, what happens is you get a different real final boss, fight where hopeless soul says wow you did a really thorough job playing this game i guess you want a secret ending mm-hmm. so here it is and then he does a fight with you and it's pretty easy and he says okay yeah i guess <laughs> that wouldn't be satisfying so uh, I, i'll okay we'll do another uh, a t- multi-stage battle and then you do I think two more stages one of them the fa- final one is in 3D yeah
1: and you're like don't you have to shoot your laser in 3D too
0: yeah I imagine that's really difficult <laughs> it's it's pretty easy oh, okay. uh, it's just like time consuming more than anything yeah. if the 3D portion is especially easy oh right the middle one is like pony galaxy which was one of the mini games you could
1: oh yeah it's like a um gosh a side-scrolling uh, side scrolling
0: shooter side scroll space shooter yeah yeah and that one is easy because the demons he shoots at you uh, go towards you from where they are, which means if you're continually shooting, they'll always hit your bullets. Yeah if you, like, just don't move and keep shooting. Which So you only have to move to like aim at hopeless soul. And then the third one is simple because your beam is so wide that you can pretty much hit anything he's throwing at you. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards he says, alright, you did it. You won. I'm not going to close the game this time. You have to do it. But if you back up, uh, it looks, it's, the game is made to look like in the 3D one that you're continually running forward. But you're actually not. That's just an animated texture on the floor and if you hit the down arrow or S you will walk backwards very slowly and eventually fall off the map wake up in the arcade and it's act 3 again what? yep it just kicks you back to the the weird looking pony island
1: layers on layers man
0: yep yeah i don't really know what it means <laughs> it's uh, uh but that's that's the whole thing
1: yeah it's a super interesting game um and i i don't even know where to begin on my analysis of it other than yeah i think there's a lot of really um interesting game design choices and like s- l- simple things that um turn this really simple puzzle game into a really compelling story like you don't usually get that unless it's like a professor layton game um yeah but uh it's also
0: yeah it it, it was. Uh, I, I let's talk a little bit about the development. Yeah. It was initially made for Lodum Dare, a game jam where the point is you are making a game in forty-eight hours. Yep. And I've participated in this, uh, and I didn't get a chance to play the 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 prompt for it was whole game on one screen. <laughs> so it takes that literally by making the screen a thing that you are interacting with and I think that it's just uh, like a like an early part of the game In the walkthrough I looked I didn't get a chance to play this version because it doesn't work on the type of computer I have uh, and I, I don't I didn't realize this was still online so I, I can't go I mean I guess I could just go boot up my Windows machine and play it real quick but you know I don't it feels weird <laughs> to do so I'm not going to do that it's made with Unity same as the full game so I imagine what it is is just a beginning portion of of Pony Island, the complete game, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it it was made for Ludum Dare 31 in 48 hours, and then expanded into the full two-and-a-half-hour-ish game, which, you know, pretty good length. Uh, You'll probably end up playing for three to five hours if you are going back to get everything. Yeah,
1: it's not a super long game. It's one that you can probably get through in one sitting.
0: Blessedly short, I would say. Yes. Yeah, I got through everything in one sitting the other night. I just started play. I was like, uh, I can probably finish this before I go to bed. And so I did. And it was simple and easy, even doing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't find it very scary.
1: It uh, it wasn't scary. It was just kind of eerie. Like it, it, nothing stood out as like um, bone shaking or nothing stuck with me after I went away from it. But as you're playing it, it just kind of feels weird. And I don't know what that feeling yeah. is, but I think they do a really good job at like uh, instilling just this eeriness within you.
0: Yeah, the whole thing feels like an adaptation of a haunted game creepy. Exactly,
1: yeah. And that's that's why I wanted to do this this game. Yeah. That's exactly what it feels yeah. like.
0: Yeah, it's very on theme for us. Mm-hmm. It's the same w- the same way that Five Nights at Freddy's has a very uh, abandoned by Disney or whimsy wood style mm-hmm. to it where it's 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 narratively structured like a creepypasta. Uh this game also is Except because the type of creepypasta it mimics is about video games, they're able to do a lot with that medium specifically.
1: Yeah. Is so, maybe I'm going to be an idiot here, but is Polybius a real game or is that a creepypasta? Uh,
0: Polybius is like an, like the er creepypasta. It's it's the the uh, what what's the word the like prototypical example of this lost haunted video game creepypasta. Okay, it's not a it's not a game that ever existed got it but it is a game that has been talked about since 2000 yeah making it uh we actually talked about it on this show the urban legend of polybius oh i, and I was in every it, episode <laughs> i mean i think that was episode like 19 oh. it was it was a very long time ago yeah uh, and it's uh, it's a appar- Okay, so the entry for Polybius was added to CoinOp.org on February sixth, two thousand, and that Jeez. is the first mention of Polybius. But it's long enough that it you know ex- it has existed for a while. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's very evocative of Polybius, I would say. Yeah, that's
1: why I, I I bring it up because I saw a lot of places where it was compared to that, like it's a yeah um, a real Polybius.
0: Yeah, uh, someone actually did make a video game called Polybius last year for PlayStation VR. Really. Uh, it, it it doesn't seem to be at all related to the urban legend at all. Uh, apparently, one of the guys who made it claimed that he played the original and based <laughs> this game on it. Uh, hmm. it, it. It he says it was inspired by the urban legend, but does not attempt to re- reproduce its alleged gameplay. So
1: why not call it like Omnibus?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Anything else? I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It is weird. Uh, he does the... He, he says he was interested in recreating the... Uh, or the ability of video games to introduce the psychological state of flow, which you might know more uh, as being in the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that is sort of a, an interesting phenomenon in games that I think that pony island touches on a little bit once you get to some of the harder runner levels it's never challenging enough that it yeah really requires any kind of flow right uh anyway it's mm, it's <sighs> It's interesting. The thing that I think this most reminds me of is something like uh, Pokemon Black, the creepypasta one, not the actual <laughs> game It's called that. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it's popularly called Pokemon Creepy Black after the release of actual Pokemon. Black. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it, that it reminds me of that, wherein you're you had this like ROM hack where you're killing all the Pokemon or whatever. Yeah, and then the uh, I haven't read sonic exe but i've seen the uh, a couple of the you know photoshopped screenshots that go along with it and pony island sort of comedically evokes some of that stuff Mm -hmm. i'm in general not really scared by devil stuff in this way neither am i it's like direct directly interacting with demons is not that scary to me that's like
1: why i didn't like the conjuring movies
0: Yeah, he, uh, I liked those movies. The thing oh, yeah. that bothered me about those, which I think I've talked about on the show before, is that they're based on these real-life con artists who actually, <laughs> yeah. like, conned people out of their money and manipulated... Grieving family members—they've and never—they're not good saw people or anything. Yeah, they're like very bad people. And then the fictional versions of them are these ghost-busting superheroes. Yeah, they're made to be and these cool dudes. Yeah, the the move those the movies are good. I while watching the second one was like, are they seriously going to try to kill off the like main guy who's a real the real ass like a real <laughs> ass dude who existed? Are they going to kill him off and? like that the been late funny. 60s and be like yeah ed warren died from ghosts <laughs> That means they you may know. as well the whole thing is based on lies anyway yeah that would have been very fun <laughs> uh I'm somewhat looking forward to The Nun but it, it's such a thin premise mm-hmm. where they're like all right I can imagine the producers being like okay we're going to hire you to write this movie screenwriter yeah. and then the screenwriter is like all right what's it about which of the which of the juicy things from the the Conjuring universe or the Warren case files is is going to be the premise for your movie and they're like all right in the Conjuring 2 there was a picture of a scary nun
1: she showed up like twice." 20- and that's really... Well, do- it's like the whole um, concept of Annabelle. Like, the Annabelle showed up once in the first Conjuring, and now she has, a, what, two movies? Or one movie? Yeah, but
0: Annabelle is an extant, supposedly haunted doll, at least.
1: Yeah, that's true. The Nun doesn't have any it's of a, that sort of lore with it's a it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a raggedy Ann doll, but uh, the image of it sitting in that case that has the little sign on it that's like, don't open this under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty spooky image. Uh, I could see basing a movie franchise. On that, yeah. the nun was just the scary picture of a nun <laughs> that was in one movie once. It says warning: positively, do not open under Annabelle's case. Uh, well, what's yeah, the... the? It's
1: anyway. Never mind.
0: No, what were you I gonna was going to say,
1: what's the the tall man's name? Is his name like Tall Man? We literally just the talked about it. Crooked Man. He's getting his own movie too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's really uh, mm, whatever. That that one seems weird that they're going to bother doing that. Um, it's okay. So one thing that's weird about The Nun that I just learned is that it stars uh, Taisa Farmiga, who is Vera Farmiga's uh, sister. And Vera Farmiga of course plays... Um, Lorraine Warren in The Conjuring films. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's pretty weird that they were just like, yeah, we're gonna put her sister in this old-timey movie that takes place in 19...
1: They're all connected.
0: 1952. Uh, I thought it was older. I thought it was taking place a very long time ago. It takes no. place in 52. Oh. That's not that bad. Huh. Uh, yeah. I, okay, well,
1: yeah. To relate <laughs> it back to creepypastas, I feel like what, what they're doing with that franchise is what creepypastas often do to ruin their story, which is to Explain too much, because now you're gonna have like an yeah, origin like, story for like, none and the crooked man. Uh-huh. And-
0: you don't have all to those fan sequel all those fan sequels to uh <laughs>
1: yeah. D- do that or like any of the fan fictions for like Sonic exe or Jeff the killer yep. or any of those
0: there is so all right it's smart I think to do a shared universe mm. for horror stories I think that can work out really well yeah. the way the conjuring do it is doing it is not smart I think it's been somewhat successful for in that Annabelle has two movies because of how well that first Annabelle did and Annabelle only got made because of how well The Conjuring did Uh, The Nun only got made because of how well The Conjuring 2 did, (laughs) which only got made because of how well The Conjuring did. So all of this stuff spinning off of The Conjuring makes sense but we saw with the DC movies that you can't rely on doing spinoffs of a movie, and like the fact that they're trying to do, all right, we're going to introduce Justice League characters in very brief scenes in one movie, uh-huh. and then do a full Justice League movie. Audiences aren't excited for that, because they're not familiar with those characters from movies that are beloved. Yeah. Whereas, if you're going to do it, I think it has to be, there are two movies that are not good, but that... <laughs> <laughs> are that ex- that excited audiences because of what they promised. Yeah, one was Freddy versus Jason, and the other was Alien versus Predator. Yeah. I know, I know that there's two Alien vs. Predator movies, but you know, that only points towards the strength of this theory, yeah. where if you're going to do a shared universe, you can't be like, we're going to do one movie, and then a bunch of spin-offs of that movie. Yeah. You have to do, we're going to do a bunch of movies, then see what succeeds, see what we own, and cross them over later.
1: Mm-hmm. Shoehorn it in. And that's okay,
0: yeah. like, like, you don't have to figure out all
1: the details from the get-go. You can... I
0: don't want to see a Pony Island game about Asmodeus. (laughs) but i would be hella i would be hella excited to see pony island v five nights at freddy's or whatever
1: oh dude make it happen
0: imagine how excited you would be if you were playing a five nights at freddy's game and in the pizza uh restaurant was a pony island cabinet
1: that'd be pretty sweet you could just put that in with a patch super easy, man. Yeah,
0: exactly. You'd be so excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we got extremely off-topic. That's okay. the nun and the <laughs> uh, Yeah.
1: What uh, else so do we have to talk about this?
0: I don't know if we have anything else to talk about with Pony Island besides the spookiest part. What's your spookiest part of Pony Island?
1: Yeah, the spookiest, man, it's not super scary. I think maybe the spookiest part for me would be probably when the either when the entity starts talking to you, Lucifer starts talking to you, um, yeah. just because I was not expecting that from this. Like, I, I got this on Steam sale, and I think it's because, like, one of my internet friends was like, oh, you should try Pony Island, because I was playing, like, horror games on stream, and they're like, try Pony Island. So I bought it, not knowing what it was, and um, that's kind of the first thing that threw me for a loop and got me really engaged. I don't know if it's scary, but... Yeah,
0: I think this, like Doki Doki Literature Club, is one that players should go into cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you uh, I mean if you've listened to this already then you know spoiler alert yeah. but I I think uh, in general if uh, if I was going to recommend this to people I wouldn't tell them much about it oh yeah absolutely I not thought, unless I thought they might be a little upset because well I don't think any of the stuff is any of the content is like disturbing or scary but I think that it is a fun surprise mm-hmm. that's what
1: it is yeah it's a fun surprise and there's not any like subject material that I don't think people will find if like the crusades happened 400 years ago if anyone's offended about that i'd be really surprised now that i say that out loud i'm sure someone is but
0: (laughs) i mean it's not like uh what's it called doki doki literature right
1: yeah that's my point yeah that
0: that deals with genuinely disturbing imagery themes and subject matter so that needed to have a bunch of content warnings at the beginning i don't think pony island would benefit uh from that at all like I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone is coming out of Pony Island thinking god I wish that game had warned me how upsetting it would be exactly yeah Anyway, uh, I think my spookiest part is probably the Asmodeus fight when it starts playing those other computer sounds and bringing up my friend's (laughs) Steam icon. That kind of freaked me out. I'm like, "Why? what do you mean my Steam account got hacked? What are you saying? Is this game sending messages to my (laughs) Steam friends? Uh, Is that what's happening right now? But no, it was pretending to send messages to me from my Steam friends instead.
1: It's kind of a weird feeling when that first happens. It's really Jarring.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, spooky part. Let's get into plugs. Where can the people find other your other works and reach you if they would like to say, "Hey, good job."
1: Can I plug this Daniel Mullins guy real fast? Because he's got a oh, yeah, go he's got a it. new game coming out sometime this year called The Hex. um
0: Yeah, maybe this year. It was supposed to come out last year.
1: Oh yeah, it also on the website says early 2018, and we're well past early 2018. Um, but I the game is only like Pony Island is only five bucks. Um, um, the hex is looking pretty cool. I would check out his stuff. But if you want to find my stuff, um, I have a couple podcasts. One of them is called Stranger Still, where me and my friend John talk about um, sometimes weird science stuff, sometimes not, sometimes cons- conspiracy theories, um, sometimes totally benign stuff that we're just curious about. Like, as of the recording date of this episode, we just talked about nuclear energy with my dad. He's been a nuclear engineer for 30 years, and we just talked about nuclear power. For for an hour and a half um, and then my other podcast I do with my dad it's called Limited Cell and we talk about and review old Hanna-Barbera cartoons and it's a lot of fun
0: cool you can find me on Twitter J3FK Snapchat Instagram JeffJK Patreon.com slash JeffJK $1 a month gets you a lot of digital content including lost episodes of this show some me reading some stories from this show some cut content from seeing Reddit including our casting polls if you don't know what seeing Reddit is, you can go to weaponizedlanguage.com or subscribe in your podcatcher of choice to listen to episodes of that. That's a show I do with past guests Matt Heron and Louisa Heron, where we talk about random subreddits. Each week we go to reddit.com slash r slash random, which brings up one of the 5,000 most popular subreddits at random. (laughs) Have you ever found one you've
1: already covered?
0: Uh, we have gotten, now the way we do it is each of us rolls. Okay. Because we were, we we each roll and then we choose from the three. It used to just be I rolled and then we kept getting ones that were similar, so we were thinking maybe it was looking at like our cookies or what or search history or whatever to choose the random i don't think it does but you never know right. uh but we've gotten a couple we've rolled a couple twice uh but we've never done like when if we've rolled it before we usually dismiss it even if it was <laughs> never the subject of an episode yeah and of course we've gotten similar ones like uh r slash ouija and r slash ask ouija i think we actually talked about both of those i think those are both episodes of the show yeah that's fun.
1: I gotta go to that one. Uh, I've always heard of it, but I've never been there.
0: Yeah, Ask Ouija is a fun one yeah. where you ask a Ouija board things and then people say random letters until it makes a word. And you <laughs> yeah, say stop and it's that, be- that becomes the tag. That's a fun one. Anyway, that's all we have to say about this. Insert one soul to continue. <laughs>